Welcome to the 51st episode of the Big Rhetorical Podcast. I'm your host, Charles Woods. Today is Monday, October 19th. Today's episode features a discussion with Nicole Callahan, Senior Language Lecturer in NYU's Expository Writing Program and Founder and Coordinator of Revision and Reform, Writing Across the Borders Symposium, October 23rd and 24th via Zoom. As a teacher of first-year writing, I feel like if we can't be writing at the heart, from the heart, near the heart, with the heart, there's not much other reason to write. We will hear more from Nicole in a bit, but first, I want to tell you a little bit about the Big Rhetorical Podcast promotions. The Big Rhetorical Podcast is a digital space for conference organizers, institutional host delegates, conference board members, and the other event planners to promote their conference, event, or organization. We can talk about the CFP, the host city, and conference-goer expectations, as well as a range of other topics relevant to your event. The Big Rhetorical Podcast is also devoted to acknowledging the labor of scholars working in the field and in the discipline. Are you an author with a recent publication? Would you like to promote your book, monograph, special issue, journal article, reach out to the Big Rhetorical Podcast. We want to collaborate with you. Poet and writer Nicole Callahan is a senior language lecturer in New York University's expository writing program, where she serves as assistant director of EWP at Tandon School of Engineering. A graduate of the University of Oklahoma with two advanced degrees from NYU, Nicole began teaching first-year composition in 2002. Her research interests include contemporary poems and poetics, digital pedagogies, intersections of class and gender, integrations of sciences and humanities, the essay, collaborations between poets and other artists, literary, visual, performative, the first-year writer, archives in the undergraduate classroom, pedagogies of inclusion and accessibility, and pedagogies for multilingual learners. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Nicole Callahan. Who are you? If applicable, what is your institutional affiliation, your title, and your role with the event about which you're being interviewed? Hi, Charles. I am Nicole Callahan, and New York University in the Expository Writing Program, where I've been for the past 18 years. Um, I am a senior language lecturer and the assistant director of the um, Expository Writing Program at Tandon, which is the School for Engineering at NYU. Um, I am of organizer, mastermind, if you will. Um, really, I'm just sort of the supreme delegator because I have a lot of great, great people who um, I'm able to tap their talents and they've, they've been running with it. So yeah, for the big symposium that's coming up October 23rd and 24th. <laughs> Excellent. 
Nicole, tell us a little bit about what the expository writing program does and what its goal or mission is. Expository writing at NYU is first year writing. Um, we um, are with most of the colleges at NYU. So College of Arts and Sciences, Steinhardt, Tandon, Tisch. Um, some of those schools have a one semester first year writing requirement and some have a two semester first year writing requirement. We also um, work with international students. Um, this semester, for example, I'm teaching um, NYU Go Local Shanghai. So all of my students are zooming in from Shanghai at 6.30 p.m. Shanghai time, 6.30 a.m. Eastern Standard. The title of your event, of your symposium, is Revision and Reform, Teaching Writing Across Borders. Who is the keynote speaker for your symposium, and what are you excited about when it comes to the keynote speaker and their work and their scholarship? Uh, Suresh Kanagaraha is our keynote speaker. Um, I couldn't be happier to um, have him join us. Um, I fell in love with Suresh's work mind when I was reading The Fortunate Traveler. Um, his thoughts about um, communities and literacies, um, economics, class, um, the way we operate across culture, the way English serves as its own sort of currency, um, just fascinated me. Also, just his thoughts on childhood literacy and bilingualism, multilingualism. Many of the things that you're talking about are reflected in the topics, right, that are included on the website for your event. Topics such as writing at heart, translingual pedagogies, the question of the self, social justice and play. And these are going to be topics that are examined throughout the symposium. So here's my question. Could you talk a little bit about why these topics were chosen and what we can, what symposium goers can, can expect from presenters? Um, you know, we had actually, we had many, many submissions for panels and roundtables. Um, I, you know, and we, chose from there. Of course, you can only choose based on what you are um, impressed by and thinking about, um, you know, the writing at the heart um, means a lot to me just as a um, as a teacher of first year writing. I feel like if we can't be writing at the heart, from the heart, near the heart, with the heart, there's not much other reason to write. So, Based on, we also have a one on infinite possibility. We have um, a play panel, um, so playing with pedagogy, and also, of course, people are playing with the word play. So there will be talk about plays. Um, translingualism is just, you know, it feels really important right now. I was on a um, Zoom with one of my students this morning, and she is in Shanghai. And she has she was teaching me German <laughs> over Zoom. So it was just this moment of like, oh, this is uh, working across languages. Excellent. I will admit 
the the one topic that that interested me the most was the question of the self. So what can what can um what can symposium goers, for lack of a better word, expect for for conversations around that topic? You know, this was a panel put together um, by by this group, um, Jonathan Liebson from the New School. So this was a full panel that they put forth for us. Um, and I don't know. I'm really excited to find out. Uh, you know, it wasn't one that we we kind of cobbled together based on individual papers. But this panel and the question of the self, <clears throat> I know I think a lot about about the I, the place of the I, who the we is. You know, I've noticed um, this this semester um, when when I get departmental emails, the we is our, always clarified in parentheses after. So we, Nate and Jenny, or we, um, you know, Marion and so I'm, I think this question of the self and the selves, the I, the we, you know, and here we have um, immigrant voices, safe spaces, campus discourse, you know, all the, all the different kinds of selves that, um, that we bring to the table. like to join charles in the big rhetorical podcast the podcast is booking for next season now the big rhetorical podcast offers participants the opportunity to contribute to ongoing conversations within our disciplines and beyond this record of conversations eventually will be a digital archive with the potential to impact the knowledge making and rhetoric writing studies and technical communication as well as adjacent fields do you have a new book coming out are you hitting the job market this cycle the Big Rhetorical Podcast wants to talk to you. The Big Rhetorical Podcast core ideals are similar to a community-based writing project, with an emphasis on inclusivity and in localizing knowledge and in strengthening relationships among peers. Make sure to check out our back catalog of episodes, as well as listen to our new podcast each week wherever you listen to your podcast. If you have questions about The Big Rhetorical Podcast, please submit a form at the website www.thebigrhetoricalpodcast.weebly.com. You can also find The Big Rhetorical Podcast on Twitter at TheBigRet. Follow the podcast on Facebook or email us at TheBigRhetorical at gmail.com. thinking about writing identity so I think that's why I was drawn to that one specifically you mentioned though that you have folks coming over from the new school to to present and attend but I looked at the symposium program and in fact you have presenters scheduled from all around the world so as a as an event what excites you about this group of presenters for this year's symposium just 
bringing together so many voices from around the world. We've had a little bit of trouble because of timing. You know, I always say that Zoom has solved our space problem, but time still matters, which I think is, I always find a little odd, though we will be recording, um, recording the sessions. Um, I, you know, when we came up with this name, I was like revision and form, kind of corny. And then suddenly the whole world changed and it seemed like everything needed to be revised and everything needed to be reformed. Everything that we approach, everything we think about, um, you know, everything has changed so dramatically. This, um, the symposium was supposed to be in person in April. Um, it was going to take place in Brooklyn at NYU's um, Brooklyn campus. Uh, at the School of Engineering, and I had been so excited, and I wanted it to just be 75 people in one room, rubbing elbows and sharing coffee, and forced into, you know, I, I had sent out these emails, everyone will have to be at every single thing, and everyone will hear every word that everyone says, and then suddenly, uh, no, that, that didn't happen, so, um, but I'm, you know, as we had to reimagine it, revise it, and reform it, um, the idea of coming together via Zoom and having other people drop by, other people be able to attend, um, I don't know, it's kind of opened things up. And even thinking about recording sessions um, and having those available to people who are interested, because ultimately, you know, access and um, availability are are really crucial and important. You know, as much as I like the idea of 75 wonderful minds knocking up against each other, it just feels crucial to have other minds. Anyone who wants to be, anyone who wants to come to the party can come to the party of the question of the self. <laughs> so. I love it. Um, so I actually have a question about access uh, for potential presenters who are not familiar with like NYU protocols or things that you all do there or Zoom, which I find um, unimaginable <laughs> at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but what are some of the things your your team and you all are doing to make your event an accessible event for all attendees? Now, I know you mentioned that you're recording it uh, to share, so that might be a place to start. What else are you doing? Yeah. Um, we're recording. We're also providing live captioning. So there will be live captioning available throughout the event. We are putting up different sort of entry points of accessibility. We're also having um, coffee breaks. So we'll send everyone to breakout rooms randomly and hope that they can have some conversations and have access to each other. Um, we are, we have a, a group of student ambassadors. So we have students from Shanghai, Abu Dhabi, and New York who are all working together to put together a student voices portion of the evening to make it available also for younger people who are interested in this sort of thinking and writing. You are one of the best guests ever, Nicole, because you pro you you are uh, providing 
perfect leads to the next question throughout this entire interview, I must admit. Oh. <laughs> so I actually noticed two things you mentioned. The virtual coffee hours or virtual coffee breaks might be a better way to, to mention those. That sounds like a really unique approach to the breakout rooms. How did this come about? I think I was at a reading once and at being at Zoom, at a Zoom reading, and we got sent to you know, like outside to, you know, I guess we used to have a cigarette in the old days. And then you would just talk to talk to whoever you happen to be standing by. Who are you reading? What are you thinking about? So we just decided it would be a great way to um, send people off to do that. We're also um, during the lunch hour, we have or lunch 30 minutes um, on the first day. One of our colleagues is offering a writing workshop, you know, if people, it's obviously optional, but one of those um, breakout rooms will be, she'll be leading a writing workshop. One of the um, principles of teaching at NYU, um, I came in as a TA um, while I was getting a master's of fine arts in fiction. And um, it was very much um, sort of like the idea of writers teaching writing. I mean, people who were very into the craft of writing, teaching the craft of writing. Um, we've become a little, you know, we've become more professionalized over the years. We don't have TAs anymore, um, sadly, I think, in some ways. Um, but so we will we will lead a, you know, we'll have a writing workshop led on that um, that Friday. Um, you know, so we can all practice picking up our pins and using them. Important, of course. And yeah. you also mentioned the student ambassadors. And that was one of the things that I was most excited about when I was looking over your website. Who are they? How are they chosen? And, and what are they doing on the evening of October 23rd? You know, um, they are a robust group of excited students <laughs> who uh, were somehow um, drafted, drafted seems like a good word, um, drafted by their former expository writing teachers, um, students who are, um, some of them are in um, education, um, some of them are writing peers, writing peer tutors, um, and the students from Abu Dhabi, I think, come from the writing, the peer writing program. Um, so they're just students who tend to have an interest in this um, in this kind of work. We have um, some who will be live tweeting during the event. We have some who will be doing sort of the back end stuff of putting people into, um, you know, uh, panelists into co-host roles, that kind of um, Zoom finessing. Um, and we have a meeting on Friday to figure out what else they're going to do. I think the student voices, um, they've been going back and forth. We want them to, you know, run it themselves and figure out what they want to do. Um, but I'm hoping it's, um, you know, I, I'm sure that it'll be something that we'll all enjoy. And I would imagine it'll be something that, you know, even their peers will be breaking down our Zoom door to get into to see what's going on. I know that I'm excited for it. I really am excited to see that portion. Yeah. So how do users register for your symposium? What are the registration details we need to know? Well, um, 
Users can go to www.nyu2020symphium.com. Um, there's a registration tab at the top of the page. We, um, right at this moment, um, there are links for two days. So links for the Friday registration and for the Saturday registration. We will also have a link for, um, for the student event. Um, because we want to keep it more open for so students can drop in. And where can listeners and potential conference goers or symposium goers find you online? Social media, website, which you mentioned, email, things like that. So our website, again, is nyu2020symposium.com. And we also are on Twitter. Hopefully we'll be live and, I mean, you know, more hashtaggy soon. But on Twitter, we're at NYU2020Revision. Excellent. So before I let you go off and to enjoy the rest of your day, Nicole, is there anything else you want to add about the revision and reform teaching writing across borders symposium? Um, I think it's just, I think it's going to be a great way to get together with colleagues around the world to think about what it means to, um, you know, teach writing at the heart, near the heart, with the heart, with the question of self in mind, um, all sorts of play and, uh, and fun and good conversation, good people. Um, I hope that people can make it. Excellent. Thanks so much for joining me, Nicole. Yeah, thank you, Charles. Take care. for joining me on this episode of the Big Rhetorical Podcast. I'm always excited when the Big Rhetorical Podcast can promote the work and labor of those doing such important things like this conference. For more information on revision and reform teaching writing across the borders, go to nyu2020symposium.com and follow on Twitter at NYU 2020 Revision. If you would like to be featured on the Big Rhetorical Podcast, fill out a form on our website, thebigrhetoricalpodcast.weebly.com, and follow us on Twitter at the Big Rat. Leave us a five star rating and write a review to help us enhance visibility on podcast platforms. Until next time, always be listening rhetorically. <laughs> <laughs>